Hello, and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie podcast. I am April at Monster, <laughs> and I'm here today with... Wow, that was not a stretch. Uh, Justin Boo Juice to Clue. And I'm Colin Coffin Cunningham. <laughs> and it is... Oh. We saved the best for last. <laughs> it Coffin. is still Halloween. It is our October horror extravaganza. Woo! Even though we realize we usually Just watch horror cut movies. Cut the horror shit with the sound effects. <laughs> no, never. Oh, That's what makes almighty. it spooky. Oh, Where are they coming Christ. from? This we don't know. So, oh my God. So we tried to watch two horror or Halloween themed movies this week. The first movie was actually a request that we got from Twitter a few weeks ago from Jacob I. And he requested Robo Vampire from 1988. And we watched it. We did. So uh, you may know this cover because it's RoboCop <laughs> holding a Chinese hopping vampire as a helicopter explodes in the background. It, uh, the most misleading cover of all time, I might add. There is no RoboCop in this film. No RoboCop, no well, exploding helicopter. There is a guy that he asked for a RoboCop <laughs> costume for Halloween. His parents couldn't get it, but they went to the Goodwill and they bought a bunch of football equipment. They spray painted it, probably with toxic fumes, and they put it on. On this very large man child. It's just like duct tape. Tin foil and duct tape. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. It's like got a helmet with like a kind of uh, car aerial, like uh, kind of yes, taped onto the right. side, you know. So for people that don't know, this is a Godfrey Ho production. Godfrey Ho being a filmmaker, I'm putting it in quotes, who would in the 80s and 90s buy usually incomplete films from places like Korea, Taiwan, or Thailand, recycle the footage, and shoot his own to pad it out, usually with ninjas and white guys, or in this case, robo-vampires. Also (laughs) hopping vampires for some reason. Yeah, Yeah. there actually is no robo-vampire. No. There's vampires, there's a ghost, there's drug dealers, there's cops, and a robot. Man. And a vampire wearing a gorilla mask. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't want to like spoil it. Like, I, we should get right into it. And by that, I mean say our favorite parts because this film has almost no plot. Like most Godfrey Ho productions, it is incomprehensible. I was trying at some point, and I think I was giving myself a headache, like just <laughs> trying to follow along. Like, yeah, incomprehensible really does, uh, is an as very apt description. I think right from the get go, the opening scene, it makes sort of no sense. It's like these guys sort of arrive in a I don't know this graveyard and then they get in a gun battle so I think the whole the main plot I think is these drug dealers versus these sort of drug enforcement agents they're doing kung fu like right away oh yeah, yeah. and they find the hopping vampires and if you don't know what those are uh, you can search it online they are these Chinese version of vampires that they hop they keep their arms outstretched and they do a bunch of other stuff don't need to worry about that because that doesn't happen in this movie. They're kind of cute. They're not very threatening. No, they are not. You've got very heavy makeup on, almost like oatmeal a... Oatmeal face. <laughs> well, I was going to say like a kabuki, but it's yeah. it's kind of... It's, it's not, theatrical. not quite that, but yeah. Mm. It's, so it's they're not, they're not the most frightening looking creatures. And thanks to the Hong Kong films like Encounters of the Spooky Kind and Mr. Vampire, they were huge. So Godfrey Ho decided to make movies with them. And he was not in Hong Kong. He was working in Taiwan. So they are excellent 
extra crazy. I don't know what he thought he was doing trying to like export them to North America where it would mm-hmm. just be so foreign to most people. They'd be like, I don't know what it's this so is. It's so bizarre, yeah. Yes. I remember as a kid seeing, I, I don't know, it was like some channel was on TV, like some Chinese channel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just had this like Chinese ghost story or something. And I had no idea what was happening. And I didn't know whether I was supposed to be laughing at these things or not. And it's weird that they mix it in with this like drug running subplot with <laughs> like people, you look at those credits, they're all made up names. They're not like really actors. They're people that they pulled out of some hostel somewhere and say, just move your lips and we'll dub in dialogue later. Well, what was Godfrey Ho's uh, pseudonym? Uh, Thomas Tang, which actually, that's actually his partner or maybe it is Godfrey Ho. Or was it like know. Livingston or something? Yeah, like it was like Ron, Ron Livingston. Livingston. <laughs> the classic actor from Office Space. <laughs> It's a little known fact that after Godfrey Ho retired from acting, he became an actor, Ron Livingston. He's, he's a man of he's many so good. Oh my yeah, God. He is. He's the best. Uh, so what was your favorite part of this movie, April? Well, I uh, I liked the martial arts. I, I mean, I don't know if that... I was I, I mean, I liked... I was going to say the, the gorilla man too, but I don't even know where to start with that because I don't even know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but martial arts... Uh, and stunts were very competent for a movie that is a big mishmash of things thrown together. Some very, very low budget elements. The fight sequences were very well choreographed and it was really fun to watch. And like a lot of, uh, you know, Kung Fu movies, the impacts like look real. Yeah, uh, probably a few mm-hmm. stuntmen died making this. Like that's yeah. the only people in Godfrey Ho films that um, when they show up and they do their job as well as they can, the stuntman. Every Everybody else is like, eh, for the costumes, just make it like one generic color or something yeah. like that. It's like, uh, you say that, but it's like the costume, it, the movie is named after this character. <laughs> Robo Vampire. Or should have been Robo called something. Robo I don't know versus Vampire. And like, the like like RoboCop like dude. It's just some dude that gets killed. We don't even know who he is. He's barely in this movie. He's yeah. one of the cops, I think. And then they're just like, make him into a robot. Yeah, it's like can't, this guy looks like Kenny Loggins, and he comes into the police station. And he says, you know, we can turn this guy into an android. And he's like, put him Fine. in the most unhygienic room that we have, <laughs> and get the sparklers. The sparkler case. Okay, so this scene where they're building him is hilarious. And they kind of do this thing where it's like, oh, he's welding him together because he's metal. And he's clearly, he's just got this sparkler. It's a drill, I think, that they attach <laughs> the second, a no, the second, to. The second thing. So he's got the sparkler and he's pretending to weld these two pieces of metal. And I'm like... That just looks like a These sparkler. two pieces of mannequin that we're putting yeah, together. They, they legit just cut a mannequin open and spray painted it silver for the second <laughs> the second time they put him together. And then there's the second time, and the first time I said, you know, at least he was trying to pretend he's using a welder. Mm-hmm. And then the second time, he's straight up holding a sparkler as the nurse, quote unquote, lights it on fire. And it takes like a good few seconds to light on fire. So like they build this RoboCop man and like his only superpower is that he has a big gun and he moves really slow. Yeah. Like that's it. He He shoots things, I guess. And he he doesn't have any like super vampire fighting powers or anything like that. He loves to hang out at the beach. (laughs) That's like what he does all the time. He's always at the beach where I guess the vampires are tanning or something like that. Yeah, they come out at the sand and then they they surround him and confuse him. Oh, yeah, so Chinese vampires can be out during the day, right? Nope. 
They cannot. No, no. Only in this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, and what they sunblock. do is they just like jump in a circle around him and they do it like a dozen times. Yeah, the first time was pretty funny. He's so slow that he doesn't know what's going on. He can't turn fast enough and he's like... I guess like the Chinese vampires, it's like the roadrunner. Like the coyote finally caught them and he's like, I don't know what to do with them. So let's just jump around him. They do all these like backflips and they kind of land on him and get his gun away. But that's pretty much it. I mean, we should point out that like... The hopping vampires are here because the drug dealers <laughs> are training them to attack RoboCop, I guess. Well, they want to stop the drug enforcement agency. Mm-hmm. Or the, the Which is specifically just RoboCop. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a bunch of white guys in like camo yeah. outfits. And then uh, they're, they're like, like oh, we're sick of fighting these drug enforcement train agents. Train these vampires. <laughs> train an army of vampires. The drug enforcement cops. So my favorite part. Uh, is definitely the other movie that this picture was edited into, which is a hyper-violent, I think, Thai film, which involves them, like, putting drugs into live animals on screen. That was disgusting. So gross. And it's also, like, the biggest jerk in the world who has to save a Caucasian woman who is being tortured through water torture. Like, there's drops falling on her head. Yeah, that's right. And she's like, no, no, it's too much. (laughs) And, um, yeah, they're in the movie for a while, and then they disappear. And we never get back to them ever again yeah robocop is he, he kind of like disappears from the movie and doesn't show up until the end so mm-hmm. as soon as that like thai couple disappear from the movie he kind of takes over it'd be amazing if like it's like where's robocop <laughs> like every scene that robocop's not in people should be like i wish robocop was here well there's this ridiculous plot line with a female ghost who kind of acts like a witch oh, yeah. and her husband died, I guess. And he got gorilla-fied. Yeah, and then he turns into one of the hopping vampires who is just wearing a gorilla mask. His name is Pita. Yeah. Pita, no. Pita, no. And then there's like a flashback to when he was alive. Hey, don't forget, she's also a sexy ghost. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. She's, she's wearing she, a sheer white dress. With and, the, you know, if push comes to shove like it does in the climax in the film, <laughs> she rips it open and like her breast are blinding light. Yeah, they're like yeah. Uh, like photography flashes and they, <laughs> yeah. they blind the guy. And the priest is like, no, and he can't take it. It's so bizarre. So it's like, yeah, like this whole subplot of like mm. her and her quote unquote husband vampire with a uh, uh, They prefer to be called mask. gorilla pyres, gorilla vamp. It kind of reminded me of Dragon Ball Z, where the main, the you know how the main character, like one of his big like Super Saiyan things, is he turns into a giant monkey. Mm-hmm. What? And yeah, Come on. You, what, you don't know about that Dragon Ball Z? No. Yeah, what? Oh my god! I worked on okay. the wait. So there's a trivia. Bunch of Dragon I worked. I worked on the movie. Oh wait, what did you do on the movie? Uh, we did the stupid Dragon Ball things. I, and we're, wait, okay. There so, was a big gorilla in the movie. There was the, the fight at the end where. Uh, <laughs> uh, why wasn't Piccolo green? That's uh, a very important. question. We had, nothing, we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> I was working on those shots. Directed like, by the Final Destinations, James. Was uh, it really? Uh, what's his last name? I don't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. I we were working on the shots. We had no idea what the movie was about. I'm like, this, <laughs> you're like, this I think movie, there's some Dragon Balls of some kind. This movie looks it's like that movie terrible. is worse than The Last Airbender for being insulting to the fan base. Yeah, it looks really, really bad. I've never seen it. So, what was your favorite part of Dragon Ball Evolution? Well, I'll go with you. <laughs> Well, the scene with Chow Yun-Fat. Yes. Oh, 
Um, well, I'm with you. I like the other plot better. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. You uh, One specific scene. Specific scene. It was when the, uh, well, first of all, the bad guy drug dealer mm-hmm. looks like Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, he's like, give me the Poe when he went to the barber. <laughs> he's like chasing, <laughs> chasing, he's chasing the sort of Thai couple that are cops, I guess. And mm-hmm. uh, they escape from, they get into this cable car that's over a lake mm-hmm. and they get about halfway and then, you know, the bad guys, the whole group of bad guys comes out of the forest and he's like, fire! And uh, one of the bad guys shoots a rocket launcher at the cable car and they jump out like a <laughs> split second before this thing explodes. And they probably great... died. Their, their lifeless bodies just hit the water. Yeah, they've, they're, <laughs> they've just got like people. wood splinters and, yeah, uh, exactly. all in the back of their heads and stuff like that. But it uh, it actually looks really dangerous. I don't know if they would have died, but they definitely would have I mean, like, this is injured. one of those movies that you watch and you're like guaranteed like some stuntman like their arm were blown off or something like oh, that oh yeah because yeah because it's so dangerous and the fact that nobody knows what this movie is which means it probably got incomplete i wouldn't be surprised if they're like ah oh, we killed our two leads when they like, blew <laughs> that's up what, that's so like... that's the footage that godfrey ho um <laughs> bought right yeah like so he was like a, it was like a black man where people died on them <laughs> yeah which is re-edited and add some hopping vampires i don't know what god like what is going through godfrey ho's mind where he's like you know what the international audiences want? Vampires. <laughs> Hopping vampires. Also, Robocop. Is- a guy but like, What do people love about Robocop? The silver, I guess? That's all sure. you're going to get. And him moving slowly? He we got some a, silver spray paint. He has like a garbled Robo voice. Like, what was your favorite part of Robocop when you saw it? Were you like, ah, it reminds me of football pads. Oh, it's the best part. The reveal is amazing because it go, they go so slowly. They tilt up his body. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's like, like waiting for you to you be You can just like, see like, oh man, look at the production value. And it's just like, okay, that's like a shoulder pad. And it looks like uh, he's got this sort of chest armor on. That is, <laughs> It looks it, like a Ninja Turtle. Costume. It's like two dinner plates that are glued to his <laughs> yeah. chest and spray painted silver. Oddly round. <laughs> He's uh, what was it? Um, out of the shell or whatever? The turtles on tour. <laughs> that, that, I think they too. just they turned that and, and put it the other way around. At one point, there's like a back shot of uh, RoboCop in this movie, and mm. we're like, wait a minute, is did they just like turn? the like armor around because they're like we don't have enough to show on his back I previously I looked like his hold that against like <laughs> you would not hold that against them you're no, like sorry. you're still a great movie <laughs> it was you wouldn't probably, be surprised I, I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. or I, I wouldn't put it past them I should yeah. say but I, I have a feeling like he was rigged up a lot you know mm-hmm. with wires so I, I bet you they didn't they didn't make the back of that costume and they just turned it around for that one shot. I think that Robo Vampire is one of those movies that's like funny when you look at the image and clips and then when you have to sit there for 90 minutes <laughs> like yeah. we did, we're like, is this over yet? Well, there was a great shot on the beach where uh, they blow up Robo, Robocop with, mm-hmm. the, with the missile launcher and then for yes. a split second before he explodes there's like a mannequin with tin foil on <laughs> he explodes twice it's, it's like so they had good. two they have to and show it in slow motion yeah. and, and then later they put him back together so that's not even the big finale of like this character yeah, but they make dying. him better though right? do they? Do they? no they don't it's they like don't. Robocop 1 and 2 they make, they make him the same <laughs> Yeah, at the end, there's like a stop motion guy, and no, there's none of that. The end is just is is RoboCop walking through a haunted village and fighting vampires for forty minutes, and like not in a fun way, just endlessly. Yeah, it sort of keeps going and going. But I mean, the the wire work is is good. Is yeah. really good. I mean, Imagine it's very competent. I, I couldn't see any wires. <laughs> That's the magic. I, they're, like they're I, masters a of movie, it. you know, like this. I would have thought I would have seen some. 
those, those I didn't see any Hong Kong movies. Yeah, are, they're just they're like masters. It's ingrained at this point. Yeah. So uh, after Robo Vampire, we watched something <laughs> Halloweeny. Ooh. It couldn't be any more Halloweeny with a name like Trick or Treat. Not Trick or Treat. No, that's very Trick important. Trick or Treat from 1986. Right. Who directed it? Oh, it was Charles Martin Smith, which uh, I just sort of looked him up on IMDb, and I'm like, I know that guy. He's an actor. And he was one of the leads in American Graffiti. Mm. And We were really excited when he said, I know that guy. We're no, like, no. From real life? No, not personally. <laughs> no, no. He thought he was Colin's friend. Just from, just from <laughs> Colin is like IMDb. 60 years old. He's like, oh, yes, my friend. Oh, we used to go to high school together. He told me he landed this gig, American Graffiti. <laughs> yeah. American Graffiti is really shot in real time, and Colin's he, high school experiences. And then he, he was like, Ah, he's got uh, the same director's got some space movie. I passed on it. It sounds really <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And uh, Trick or Treat is about uh, rocker Sammy Kerr who dies in a fire and his biggest fan. I don't remember what the kid's name oh, is. Oh, it's uh, Skippy from uh, Family um, Ties. Let's just call him Skippy Something in this movie. Weinbauer. Oh, yeah. It's Eddie, Eddie. Eddie Weinbauer. Eddie Weinbauer. Uh, is so sad that uh, Gene Simmons playing a rock jock gives him a <laughs> magical um, record that when he plays it backwards it like grants his wishes I guess it, kind of it talks to him yeah. personally him. and gives him advice on how to get back on his uh, get the high, back high school bullies get back mm-hmm. at his bullies mm-hmm. and uh, he's gonna nail them not just that I'm gonna nail all of them but he starts to actually do things in real life and paranormal things start happening and then he comes out of the radio <laughs> in a great scene. I like well, you went spooky with that. You're yeah, like, like out of the, the radio. It, it, no one can see me waving my arms right it, now. It escalates rather fast, and it's not. There's not a lot of logic behind how or why, because he becomes like an electric gremlin at the end. Well, my favorite part of this movie is one shot that I think of at least every second day, which is that there's a chase scene, and the bullies are after Eddie Skippy. And one of the bullies <laughs> slips on a carefully placed uh, janitor's mop, and it cuts to a shot <laughs> of the bully like sliding through, through a, door a door and down some stairs. Not even down the stairs, but through up, the air. Well, through it's the two air. shots. They show the shot of him slipping on it, and then they cut to the reverse, and it's just somebody flying towards. It seems like it's camera. way faster. Yeah, like, and like you look at that shot, up. and you're like. Not only did the stuntman die, but the character in the story is not getting up after he's, doing that. He's paralyzed well, for life. But not also, like, wasn't that like a stairwell? Like, wasn't there a window there? Yeah. So he like, like, goes through the window. He cut that the classic been... 80s. Yeah. Oh. You just hear yeah. this, like, smashing sound off screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's the shot that every time I think of Trick or Treat, I think of that one thing. It's just so goofy and out there. Like, this is a pretty slick movie. It is. It's yeah. slicker it's, than most of the ones that we've watched. It's now. well put together. Together, I don't mm. think Dino De Laurentiis. Hey, was Dino! He, was he a, Dino's in the room. Hey, what are you talking about my movie? <laughs> was he a producer? King Kong. Uh, <laughs> Dino, did you produce this movie? I produced the movie. <laughs> the Dino Laurentiis Entertainment Group. They cry when my monkey dies. Yeah, you see the King Kong I did. <laughs> yeah, I heard that you built a full King Kong and hey. you used them animatronic. Uh, that not work out so well. <laughs> wow, Dino, you're very honest. Oh, thank you, thank you. I'm dead. I'm speaking from the grave. This is a spooky episode. (laughs) I've got got nothing to hide now. Oh, wow. So in death, Uh, you'll tell us all the secrets. What happened to Dune? All of the secrets. Ah, fucking David Lynch. (laughs) Oh, it's David Lynch's fault. It is. What was your favorite part? 
Well, it was a good scene. So, who, who, was it Kevin Yeager that did yeah, the Kevin practical Yeager effects? Yeah, Kevin Yeager did most of the practical effects. I think he went on to do the Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. uh, uh, something else, probably. Hold One on of later. the movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> movies? Yeah, uh, he's most famous for, like, I think, mastering, like, Freddy's makeup in, like, the later films. Oh, when okay. When he become, like... I love a pizza, Freddy. Yeah, you know like scene where he's like, <laughs> it, like he the faces. It's so gross. I don't remember which one that is. Where uh, he's eating pizza and there's like faces and he's pulling them off. And they're like sausage. Oh, yeah, and he's biting right. I haven't actually seen those later. No? Nightmare and Elm. You're like they give me nightmares. I think I've only seen the first one to be honest. Uh, that's the only kind of I don't know. Oh, the other man, ones. Are the just, fourth one. You gotta uh, see it. Rennie Harlan mm. was like, I want to. Uh, oh my god. Uh, what is his accent? Uh, Colin, <laughs> master of accents. Uh, Rennie Harlan. I actually met Rennie Harlan. Yeah. You didn't oh, see he's, Harlan. he's German. Oh, he's like, okay. yeah, you know, I make them make yeah. movies. I wanted. Uh, <laughs> Sounds the same. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> it's me, me. Renny Harlan. It's me, Renny Harlan. But uh, Renny Harlan, when he was making from... Freddy Four, was like, "I want uh, Freddy to be like uh, James Bond." And it's like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he was run out of Hollywood. <laughs> Jesus. You'll soon be run out of China. So wait, so you like the practical effects the most? Well, there was the one scene specifically, I think, when he was in his, uh, when Skippy was in his bedroom mm-hmm. and he's listening. And then it was the first time that Sammy Kerr gets summoned. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some pretty cool, like, practical effects. Like, all the veins come up on his uh, speakers. I think that Kevin uh, Yeager's listening right now. He's like, ah, Tony Gardner did those oh, effects. Oh, no. Because it said that in the credits, Tony Gardner, oh. <laughs> who's another famous special effects guy who did, like, all the blob stuff. He did the later Chucky movies. I'm sure oh, they okay. all work together, though, right? Yeah, but they hate each other. <laughs> yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a rivalry. But it was pretty cool. And then, he, yeah, his, like, face comes out of the, the speaker. The speaker the thing. Wasn't it, the like, his hands or something? Yeah, his hands, and then you could see his face. It was very much Welcome like the... Welcome to the new flesh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very, yeah, like very simply done, but very effective. Yeah, I mean the film is like begging for like gross gore, and it keeps yeah. like hinting at it. At one point, there's like a suddenly a lizard man. It's like Bleh. okay, this is the craziest that scene. Scene is like from a different movie. Yeah, this, like, is, mo- this mostly, is actually a most, really good. Scene. Mostly mm-hmm. Ghostbusters, but it, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It starts out as a reverse Ghostbusters. So like the bad, the bully is in his car making out with his girl, probably you know make out point or something, mm-hmm. and then uh, Skippy, he says, "I've got to go." He has and to go take a whiz. He, that's what he says, though. And I was like, he's leaving? And then, no, he actually is going to take a leak. But then, In graphic uh, detail. Yeah, he, yeah, he gets his Wish. wang out and everything. <laughs> no, we're joking. That. <laughs> and all the veins happen. all pop up on his. <laughs> But then Skippy had given him uh, as a like little peace treaty. Like he goes, "Hey, I made this tape for you." Yeah, it's not she, haunted. She starts to listen to the tape in the car and gets all hot and heavy. And it's like it's very much like Ghostbusters. Like. It looks identical to Ghostbusters. Yeah, so yes. there's like rotoscoped, like, uh, like smoky, smoky, hands. ghostly hands. Yeah, green smoky, yeah, hands. And it's like undressing her, and she's into it. She's she, but she's she, into it. It bugs me that you don't know what she's listening to because they establish that all the bullies hate heavy metal they mm-hmm. make fun of our hero for being a metalhead and you don't know what she's listening to Is i thought it, the, it was just the music that came that up was non diegetic music yeah. what was it like uh, what's it a was, heavy metal song do i know um well it's nothing but a good time <laughs> oh god how can i resist that's why her ears melt that's our friend oh, brett michaels call back to brett michaels that was that's the first thing yeah, but then, so she's like all into it, and then like the hand starts like, I don't know, fingering her or something, and then her she shirt opens flies her off. eyes, and there's like this giant lizard in the car like licking her. A big you'd, fucking tongue, too. You'd almost assume like, at first you think that 
obviously they like shot this after the fact that they're like, ah, we need to like, you know, spice this up somehow. Her POV. Her POV. So you just see like yes. a lizard in smoke, which you can easily shoot at like an effect shop somewhere. Yeah. But then it cuts to the lizard in the car, which are being like, Bleh. yeah, and it's got his tongue like all. Mm-hmm. It really makes no sense because never again is there any kind of creature or Sa- Sammy Kerr is never like a monster. Yeah, it's a bummer because after that, Sammy Kerr is like, ah, you like that lizard man? Well, now I'm just made of electricity. And you're like, yeah. Aw. And also yeah. it melted her ears up. After with the pretty cool like gooey effect. Oh, that was gross. But it would have made more sense if it just did that, you mm-hmm. know? Or she saw or Sammy. Or her head exploded. Or just yeah. you're saying it seemed like something that Kevin Yeager just had this thing lying around yeah, his shop. Yeah, yeah. They're like, like oh, what do you I made this for ghoulies too. We never used it. Do you want me to put it in there? Yeah, it's only in for like two shots of the it entire seems, movie. It seems very likely that that was the case. Kind of like uh, Steve Johnson. Uh, I don't know which way it was. It, either Fright Night or Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And I think it was he made something for Fright Night that they didn't use. or And then he used it in Ghostbusters. Or the other way oh, around. Okay, it's like okay. a big mouth thing. Oh, there's a big mouth oh, thing yeah. in Fright Night. Yeah, yeah the girls, is. the girls' mouth. That yeah, looks I mean, great. I think that was supposed to be the like um, librarian demon. There was like oh, an extra step yeah, to yeah. it. Now that is the scariest thing when you're a kid. That beginning of Ghostbusters. Where Jesus like, Christ! That's pretty creepy. Like, that, that's not funny. That that's terrified scary. me. <laughs> so scary. Well, Colin used to work in a library, so that must have really freaked you out. Wait, I don't think Colin <laughs> was like an adult when he saw Ghostbusters. Still remembering. And he was like, Whoa, I'm so scared. Still haunting. By the I never spoke to a librarian after that. <laughs> just seeing that scene. That was one of those scenes like I had to cover my eyes when I saw it. There was like a couple of scenes when I was a kid. There was that. There was when Jim Carrey put the mask on. Too scary. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't Too think scary. that was scary. Because he's like screaming and he can't like pull, it, pull off. it off. Well, yeah. It is a little on the, on the gruesome side. Well, it, he does it like right up to camera like... And then he pulls it, and all like the There's lightning no is visual like visual effects in that scene. Talk it's about, talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about rubber face. It actually had to roto out, like because it looked too ridiculous. <laughs> it's just deep. <laughs> it's a kit ILM. Also, the scene where he uh, sings that song, too scared, yeah. <laughs> forcing people against their will well, you to don't, dance. You don't like Cuban Pete? Yeah, <laughs> Cuban Pete. I love Cuban Pete. <laughs> uh, okay, so my favorite part of Trick or Treat. Um, has to be Sammy Kerr himself. Mm. I was really happy with the guy who played him. I wish he was actually in the movie more. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of his scenes were really, really great. Now, we looked him up. It turns out he was a dancer. He was in uh, several Michael Jackson music videos. And he was something called a solid gold dancer. Colin, yeah. can you explain to me <laughs> what, what that is? I think it was back in the 70s or early 80s. There was a show on TV called Solid Gold. And it was just like... Uh, I, I can't remember if it was just like a current hits show where they'd play them. Mm-hmm. But then all the dancers on stage. Is like, it like a Soul Train type thing? Kind of like a Soul where Train thing. people would dance uh, around? Yeah, they'd have the solid gold dancers. And I believe some, fa- I can't remember who the hell it was if it was like. Uh, Sammy oh, Kerr. <laughs> Sammy Kerr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually Arsenio Hall got started on that show. Oh. And he was He played this sort of like pimp character that would come out between sets. Oh, but like Sammy that. Kerr has an amazing poster in this film. Oh, yes. Continue cutting awesome. back to. It looks like. Like he's half in shadows and he like sniffed like a fart or something. Yeah, like that. Dude, he's like smiling but like sneering. And he's like looking down at yeah. you. So it's like it's you can creepy. only put the poster about like maybe five feet higher than your head. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it's effective and he's just like 
hamming it up to the nth degree when he finally is like appearing because he's he's only like his voice is heard like okay what is really un- upsetting is i wish we got like a scene with him at the beginning of the movie because he's introduced just like looking at the posters of our main character and then he sees the story on the news that he died in a hotel fire mm-hmm. now it's like hinted that he was doing some kind of demonic ritual and that's, that's what gene simmons kind of implies and that's mm-hmm. how he ended up in a record but i just wish we got <laughs> I, I wish we got a scene with him to kind of see what the real version of him was like right. before he died um, uh, you see him uh talking I guess to Congress at one point. Yeah. Uh, recreating the <laughs> oh, yeah. Dean Snyder um, hearing that happened where Dean Snyder was like, you know, this music is doesn't need to be censored. It's good. That's right. And uh, so it's like, was he evil the entire time, I guess? What's the name of the album that he plays? Oh, it's, it's like, Songs in the Key of Death. <laughs> yeah. It's and great. like his friend like lists the albums at one point. One He's was like, Firefucker, yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I think. I don't know what the other ones were. Or like Firefuck, maybe? <laughs> There's a lot of fun ideas in this movie. And like the fact mm. that... Uh, Sammy Kerr like shoots lightning out of his guitar when he's oh, playing. That scene in the school, he plays a gig at the high school. Uh, he sort of gets summoned, and the, it's like the high school Halloween bash or something. And he starts shooting electricity out of his guitar, and then poofing, people exploding. People explode, but uh, and then their smoking clothes fall down to the ground. I said it was like War of the Worlds, and I was disappointed because I really wanted everyone to be hit by this lightning to turn into the Melting Man from RoboCop. You're like, oh, <laughs> no. now that would have been fun. Instead, there's just like flashes. Like, even when the bully gets killed, like, you don't even see it happen. Yeah. It kind of just, there's an explosion, but you don't see any, like, uh, not wreckage, body wreckage. It feels like <laughs> those effects may have been shot and cut out, because 1986... Like too gory or yeah, something Yeah, like is, that? like, in the, like, uh, oh, Friday the 13th is, you know, destroying our youth kind of stuff, yeah. so you've got to cut back on this. I, or maybe it wasn't shot. Maybe the director was like, I want to make like a, like a classy horror movie, not one of those gore pictures. I, I do get the feeling that it could have gone further with, you know, some of the more violent stuff because all the ideas are there. Mm-hmm. Like the, cli- not the climax, but the, the little before climax at the end, our villain, Sammy, is foiled by a toilet. <laughs> yeah, he trips and falls and his hand lands yeah. in the toilet. Eddie literally throws a laundry hamper at him and he uh, this ghost demonic man just trips and falls and his, his arm falls in the toilet and he gets electrocuted. And he's like, ah, for like what? 10 minutes. Well, it's sort of like, it reminds me of Nightmare on Elm Street when like, she, you know, the first movie where she brings Freddy back into the real world. And she's world. like, welcome to my home alone man. Yeah, and he's like tripping and falling over stuff. Wes Craven loves traps. Like, I mean, he would admit this himself. There's traps in like Last House on the Left, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, People Under the Stairs is just a trap house the entire way through. Do you figure if you go to like visit Wes Craven, well, not now, but at his his house. No, it's like a bunch of traps and shit. You go to like visit him at home or something and that his whole house is just traps everywhere. He's like, I'm bored with this conversation. He pulls a lever and like a trap door opens under him. Like, like, oh, "Ah." let me turn on the light. And he's like, no, don't turn on the... (laughs) He just no, lives it's like a hammer like, hits me in the <laughs> He lives in a Home Alone house. <laughs> Maybe that's how he died. In his own Home Alone house? Oh, he's like... He went out the way I lived in a Home Alone trap. God, oh. Why did I put shrapnel in that light bulb? So, trick or treat. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Put I, it on your, at your Halloween party. Let it play in the background. Yeah. Well, that's actually what I was going to say about Robo Vampire. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't... I, I don't know if I could sit down and like 
pay attention to Robo Vampire again. But what you don't want to see its sequel, <laughs> Devil's Dynamite. Devil's Dynamite. Yeah, the RoboCop costume uh, appears in two more Godfrey Ho productions. Oh boy. Really? Yes, it does. Okay. But I do feel like because so many of the individual, it's just a bunch of individual scenes in mm. that movie. So that would be a fun like put on, you know, in the background at a party. Trick or Treat, I would 100% recommend sitting down and watching. It's very Halloweeny, mm-hmm. and it's like your typical heavy metal horror movie. Like I said, it didn't quite go far enough, but there's some great music. It's no The Gate. <laughs> we were like singing the, the songs afterwards. Oh, I still haven't um, seen The Gate. <laughs> what oh, yeah. a good time. Well, all the songs <laughs> are by Fastway. Fastway, which is, yeah, it's uh, Fast Eddie. He was the guitarist for Motorhead. Uh, I yeah. guess this uh, went off and made his own band called Fast Lane. Oh, Fast Lane. Wait, was it or Fast, Fast Lane? Way. I think oh, it was Fast Way. Fa- I think it was Fast Way. Yeah, you're right. You're um, right. Think of Fast Balls the Way. And I'm like the songs would be like <laughs> Come on. trick or treat, and I'm yeah. like, ah, yeah, I love it when the title of the movie appears in a song. Yeah, and diegetically. They were, yeah, Sammy Kerr even sings it. They yeah. were originally composed for this uh, movie. You can tell because they're like <laughs> lyrics are specific. Yeah, and he's like, no, I wrote this trick or treat concept album <laughs> yeah. where like a demon called Sammy Kerr is recalled. They're like, we'll make a movie we about it. Made a movie it. about it. Yeah. Um, where can we get these movies? So trick or treat is like it's weird because. There's no official Blu-ray that I know. It's like a gray market title. You'll always see it in like budget bins with like Ozzy Osbourne's face on the cover. Oh yeah, Ozzy Osbourne's in yeah. it by the way. For like, he's in it for 30 seconds. So Thanks. it's tough. There's, I think it's on either Amazon Prime or something like that. There's like a pristine widescreen transfer of it where yeah. it looks perfect. I think it is on Amazon in the States. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't think it's on Amazon Prime in Canada. Because Amazon Prime in Canada so It's not the greatest. It pretty much does. But also... Um, uh, it's not on iTunes here or anything like that, but I, I wonder if there's like a if you could buy like a cheapo DVD of it. But we watched a Blu-ray mm. transfer of it, and um, it looked perfect. It did. It, it looked, looked really, really good, great. Yeah. Like it was definitely like as crisp as probably you're gonna get. And Robo Vampire, go in the garbage <laughs> bin behind your house. Look for a stained VHS tape. <laughs> pull it out, and then you can watch it. Uh, or you can, on YouTube, the, or you could just go to YouTube yeah, like the, we did. The person who tweeted at us said he found it on a four movie DVD pack called Kick Ass Heroes. Uh, it was. Released by, I believe, VCI in like a double pack was Devil's Dynamite under the Eastern Heroes label. And that version is in widescreen, but it actually looks crummier than the one that's on YouTube, which is full screen. So mm-hmm. pick your poison yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch this movie. That's one way to put it. Okay, well, before we go, we have a couple of fan letters. I just want to say thank you to the people who wrote in. And it's really nice to know that you guys are out there listening. So first one. Hello, No Such Thing is a Bad Movie. Didn't want to keep leaving comments on your SoundCloud page, but I was curious how long the version of Galaxy of Terror was that you guys watched. I finally watched it yesterday because of your review, and that lady definitely had an orgasm during the worm rape in the version I watched. Never imagined I'd be sending someone an email with that sentence in it. Funny thing is, though, I watched it on Amazon Prime. I'm in the U.S., though, so maybe we get the unrated version and you guys don't. Enjoying the show and looking forward to more. Best, Mark. Now, I have something to say about this. We definitely watched it on Amazon Prime Canada, and it was clearly the edited version. And I was watching, I tweeted about this the other day. I was watching Spun the other day, the movie about the meth addicts. And it was 
heavily censored. It was bleeped and there was um, blurs in it. And I was like, what the fuck? So I tweeted about it and somebody in the States said the same thing. So why is Amazon Prime Canada and apparently the States editing things and there's no way to see like if it's an edited version or not. Because Big Brother. Is- well, he did ask for the length. I, I- and there's clearly two versions of Galaxy of Terror out there and we probably watched a shorter version and one that did not have the climax scene we should have watched the blu-ray put out by scream factory or is it chow factory they did like a two disc special Uh, edition yeah i don't know with tons of special features that email was sent by mark begley well thank you very much for the letter mark and uh yeah uh i'm not sure what version has the completely unrated cut of that but when in doubt um by the blu-ray and the next one is a little bit longer, so I'm just going to read the second half of it, but the first half was also really nice. It was like loving praise, Absolutely. the first half. <laughs> My experience with these types of films was renting from Rogers Video, our classy Canadian yeah, version of right. Blockbuster. I typically went for whatever had explosions on the cover and people posed with some sort of automatic weapon. Though as a kid, I typically fast-forwarded through all the filler just to see the fights in these action films. My memory of a lot of these films is often sketchy at best, but what always stood out for me then was the fantastic synth soundtracks a lot of these tapes had and over dramatic death scenes seriously why do terrible films always have such banging soundtracks who is out there putting in the work though you guys have been kicking it lately with a lot of great episodes i hope you can find some time to cover some more action-oriented films and perhaps you can stumble upon ones that i've since forgotten about or others haven't covered so much that will probably mean sitting through 80 percent of a boring plot to see the final action scene or kill shot god i hope not it might be a well-needed break from the awkward rape scenes or confusing Slow plot. bullet um, okay, so I have some recommendations here. Diamond Ninja Force, The Ninja Mission, Majestic Thunderbolt are some of the titles off the top of my head just sitting here, but I'm sure you experts know of some rough gems out there to talk about. Those have are a-, a lot of Godfrey Ho films. <laughs> have a great one until next time. Zach from Winnipeg. Okay, Wait, you so- said that was the second part of the email only? <laughs> yeah, there was okay. more. Um, so Diamond Ninja Force, The Ninja Mission, and Majestic Thunderbolt. Do you know these movies? Yeah, the Godfrey Ho films. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wait, directed under Ron Livingston? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely know that Majestic Thunderbolts is a Godfrey Ho one. Okay. And they have Ninja in the title, so I assume <laughs> they're probably a Ho joint. Because, <laughs> yeah, Ninja Thunderbolts. joint. <laughs> yep. It was Majestic Thunderbolts. Yeah, there you go. A Godfrey Ho liked Ninja Thunderbolt. Uh, I think there's Scorpion a bunch of times as well. He uses Robo a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, maybe we'll get to some of those someday. And I would like so, to do more like action-y movies. Yeah, I mean, martial arts Yeah, pictures. that'd be fun. Absolutely. I was saying today, I think that Robo Vampire might have been the first martial arts movie we've done on this <laughs> podcast, which is yeah, I think so. uh, a crying shame. Wait, Black Devil Doll had martial arts in it. Uh, Sexual martial arts. <laughs> yeah. All right, and the last one is from Frederico. Uh, he said, since April is disappointed you guys haven't received any fan mail, here's mine to let you know that people do like your show. Thank we, you. We exist. Hey. My test of the premise of your show is soul man from 1986 oh, it has c thomas howell of the sweeper <laughs> fame in it i think it's one of the most despicable films ever made possibly without any redeeming features oh i remember Thoughts? this movie i haven't seen it but this was pre-asylum c thomas howell yeah wait he said the sweeper fame is the sweeper like popular now uh colin because I, I, of I, us it, it, <laughs> yeah it's known i guess of red letter media fans but it was it was brought to our attention because justin and um peter the co-host 
to the Laser Blast Film Society, who showed it in Toronto, brought it to their attention. And then, yeah, and then Colin, you saw, were you in the theater when we showed it? No, we actually no, I never didn't saw see it. it. Actually, yeah. I was messaging Peter when I was down there, and I'm like, give me some, give me some names of Oh, movies. and he said The Sweeper. Because they're letting me pick. So. Yeah, so we actually haven't seen The Sweeper. We saw the other two that were on that, that episode. Yeah, I said Mad Foxes and uh, Empire of the Dark, which I had seen, mm-hmm. uh, and then Peter told me about The Sweeper, and I just watched the trailer, and I'm uh, like, this looks great. This looks amazing. Thomas we could Owl. easily do some PM Entertainment films oh, for yeah. like action pictures because they're like really yeah. goofy and fun and there's like a lot to talk about. Yeah, what about Soul Man? Uh, definitely. <laughs> you like a C. Thomas Howell double bill? Do you yeah. even like a lot of PM I know the concept film? of Soul Man. Okay. I, I, I know. So you, did you do any visual effects on that call? <laughs> God Almighty! Yeah, like if I did, it would be removing my name from the credits. The Soul Man like soundtrack looks at me every time I go through like a vinyl oh like, God, record bin. There's always like three copies. Yeah, there was like I remember a bunch of those types of movies back then. This was where he, he puts on blackface. But mm-hmm. the Soul Man directed by Steve Miner, the director of Friday the 13th Part Two, that's three, right, and Lake Placid what? and H2O. Yeah, H2O. Halloween. Oh my god! Wow, H two O Halloween. Yeah, so he said it twice. Went on to bigger, better, and better things? things. Yeah, white guy. He just failed know. upwards. There I guess. You go. Yeah, and there's, there's a little postscript to this. Troma's War is a great over the top parody of Rambo two and Commando. I wonder if Justin's seen it. Yes. It was one of the first DVDs I ever owned when it, I started to learn about trauma. I like saved all my money and I got uh, it. And it's, whoa, man, is it offensive? The plot is oh that God. like an organization wants to sexually assault women and give them AIDS. Oh so they will God, go mate. and spread it in the United States. Good and this, Lord. There's like a rape scene and it ends with the woman jumping up and screaming, I have AIDS. So this was like a totally different time. And it's like goofy action comedy after did that. Did James Gunn write this? My uh, God. Lloyd Kaufman did. And oh, James did. Gunn actually makes a joke in the biography that he wrote for Lloyd Kaufman uh-huh. where he says, like, uh, Lloyd goes, did, I, I don't know, it, was it like too offensive? Like, I feel like it was too offensive. And James Gunn goes, oh, after I saw that movie, every time I had sex with my girlfriend, I'd jump up and scream, I have AIDS. <laughs> well, I guess you got to find the humor in it somewhere. Uh, yeah. Not when Disney hired him. Yeah, I'm sure it does not... Hold up. I mean, even when I saw it, it was like too much. I'm like, oh, I'd like to revisit it. That's actually a good suggestion. There was, All right. If I would revisit a trauma film, Trauma's War is one that people don't talk about. It was yeah. one of their biggest flops because they spent a lot of money on it and it didn't mm. go anywhere. So yeah, it'd be definitely an interesting discussion. Thanks for the tip. All right. Yeah, and Let's I do think I do think that we should maybe push the boundaries of this podcast <laughs> and try and find things that are maybe a little more Black Devil Doll again. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Tale from the Quad Ed Zone. I'm still waiting for us. I might have to to be, <laughs> ab- be absent yeah. for that episode. Where'd Colin go? Do you think he went through that giant Colin shaped hole? I'll just go to the bathroom and I won't ever come <laughs> back. Well, let's go downstairs. Just died. <laughs> So if you want to send us a fan mail and you can send us uh, questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com or you can tweet at us. My Twitter is uh, at April Atmansky. I'm also on Instagram. You can tweet at me or just follow me on Twitter. You don't have to tweet at me. <laughs> My uh, handle is DeCluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, uh, and then the letter J. Or you can follow me on Letterboxd. Right now it's Shocktober, so I'm watching a bunch of horror movies. Maybe you'll see something 
that I watch and that I like that you haven't seen before. You, on Letterboxd, I'm just Justin the Clue. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sergeant Zima, S-G-T-Z-I-M-A. And that's got a link to my Instagram as well. Stay spooky. I'm April at Monstar. I'm Justin, uh, Dirt Devil the Clue. And I'm a Dino Dead Laurentis. <laughs> oh, man, too soon. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dino De Laurentiis. Oh, oh no. <laughs> spooky sound. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when did the Italian producer die? People, are they gonna cry. Before we go, I want to go around is like, what are your favorite things to do during Halloween? Like, whether it be movies to watch or TV or just activities. You guys like to dress up? Uh, um, I do. Um, I'm a big fan of doing that. I'm, uh, not, a, I'm not a dresser. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Arms yeah. crossed. You're like, I'm not going to any party. I used to do it when I was younger, but now it's like, whatever. I'm not like super into it, but I'm definitely more into it than like probably Colin's like, I don't fit people. in my Batman costume anymore. <laughs> so like... Even if I have to put together like a last minute costume, I'll usually have something. So wait, do you go to parties and like you're all dressed up and cool and Colin's just like, man, I'm not dressing up. He he didn't dress mm-hmm. up at the Halloween party we went to last year. That, that being said, it was a very like last minute. Mm. Which one was that? When we went bar hopping for my cousin's birthday. Oh, that one. He did not wear a costume. <laughs> but I just wore my impossible horror costume. Well, it was, so. uh, first of all, it was like a week before Halloween. I'm like, mm. I'm not wearing a costume around town. <laughs> To we, like bars we, that I like know people at. We all did. But <laughs> I, gotta, anyway. I gotta see these people. Like <laughs> that aside, I'll be embarrassed. Um, probably. I don't dress up either, Colin. <laughs> probably my favorite like horror movie. Uh, it's probably Carrie, and mm. I usually watch that around Halloween. That's kind of my like Halloween movie. It's um, a Christmas movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and Trick or Treat had a lot of similarities. There was like the high school revenge scene at the end, yeah, where right. it, it was Sammy Kerr and not the bully, but. Uh, or the, sorry, the victim of the bullying. Yeah, so it's like Carrie was like dancing at the end. I guess she probably doesn't carry the musical. Well, I'm also like a big Brian De Palma fan, and I don't know. There's just something about that movie that is like, okay, it's like the holidays. Mm. A big another one I really like is um, The Guest, and that actually does have like a Halloween thing at the end. I don't like that only came out a couple of years ago. I think the thing that I always do is watch at least three. Simpsons Halloween specials because those are the best parts. They scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. Flanders uh, decapitated head. I was like, no, (laughs) and like haunted my dreams. What also scared me, and it's so difficult to understand, was like the Edgar Allan Poe story that is told. Oh, yeah. And it's funny because even the episode makes a joke about it where Bart's like, ah, real scary, Lisa. The Raven, was it? Yeah, the Raven. And then it cuts to Homer being like, scared. so scared. (laughs) And he's like in bed at the end and he's like, I hate Halloween. <laughs> well, there you go. It's funny because we had Edgar Allan Poe in uh, Robo Vampire. Yeah, he <laughs> That's right. And I watch, of course, the best Halloween movie, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. I've never seen it. I've really? also yeah. never seen what? it. I know. <laughs> it's like the best one where like there's evil Halloween masks done yeah. by like an Irish witch <laughs> that turns people faces to bugs. Uh, Silver Shamrock. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, this, Shamrock. Is the, this is the funny thing. Is it Halloween, Halloween. I was upset. I was obsessed with reading uh, movie novelizations when I was younger. Oh wow! I, I read I read the novelization of Halloween three, 
So I watched the first two movies when I was probably in grade eight. Mm-hmm. And then I read, you know, Halloween one and Halloween two as well. And then I read Halloween three without seeing the movie. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Where's, Michael Michael where's Michael Myers? Yeah. I don't understand. Is, is it true that in like the first Halloween novelization, there's like uh, internal monologue from Michael? Oh, geez. I can't remember. Yeah. Supposedly that happens. And it's very rare because of that reason. Oh. So do you have any Halloween traditions, Colin? I don't think Not you really. said. I mean, it's like we started them. Uh, he hates uh, Halloween. First is. Uh, turning off my outdoor lights so no kids, <laughs> no kids Wait, come by. No, you're one of those people. Yeah, that I'm not going to give, give out, out candy. It's like you know, get annoyed when they knock on the door. But we started watching uh, horror movies mm. as much as we can. Like you know, if not every day. Every oh, other in October. Day. Oh yeah, yeah. Last, October. Yeah, last yeah. year we just got Shutter this year, which is great. Yeah, I, not like that we're sponsored or anything, but <laughs> Shutter, please sponsor us. We're, yes, and but Squarespace. We're, we're loving Shutter so much. Uh, <laughs> so we just got it like a week ago, but last year all of almost all of the Friday Thirteenths were added to Netflix, and I had never seen any of them other than the first one. So we watched like three to seven or yeah, eight. Yeah, which one is your like favorite? Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, mine is very easy. I and don't it's remember part six, what number Jason it lives. I the goofy <laughs> comedic one that that's, treats Jason as a joke. That's not my favorite one, oh, but that one so was much. pretty good. You know what? We were actually watching them, and the one that I liked the best was the fake Jason one. Oh, that's part five, the one yeah. that was directed by the porno director. Yeah, that's not the one you're talking about, Jason. No, no, no. Part six is the one where Tommy Jarvis goes and tries to kill Jason and accidentally relive, uh, revives him. him. Hang on, and hang he gets on. Struck by lightning. Is that the one that takes place at a summer camp? Later? Yeah, that's yeah. the one where there's yeah. actually kids at the summer camp and that, one of them's reading no exit i think that was my favorite one mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's the one that like it's self-aware it wants to like the director talks about how like he had seen all the other friday films and actually made a list of like stuff that they don't do like the fact that there's kids at the summer camp mm-hmm. and they just he tried to do all of those things or like the kids go right to the cops and tell them the cops are right. like yeah. okay like we'll go and check it out what was the one with the psychic girl? That's, That's uh, part later. seven, yeah. the new blood. That's uh, the second one. That wasn't right. the worst thing, but eh, um, it's not very good. Yeah, it's I very think... edited. Its violence is very edited down, which is a yeah. big problem. Yeah. But I think it was like the one it, watching them all in a row. Mm-hmm. It was just like, and everybody was talking about four being great. And four I, is, you know, controversial opinion for me. Not that good. I didn't it's like it. It was a good the beginning the and ending, and that's Crispin it. Crispin Glover, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, anybody got a corkscrew? Yeah, I did not like that movie. I love Crispin Glover, but it was. Overhyped. It I was would really say. boring. It was mm-hmm. just a boring mm-hmm. movie. And then we got to the fake Jason one. I'm like, okay, this is the most entertaining so far. Yeah. And then my second favorite, obviously, Jason X in space. Uh, Colin, Colin what did just, you do on that movie? You're just saying that. that I did the uh, Camp Crystal Lake sequence. Oh, that's, a, that's probably the best scene in the movie. And he goes to the holodeck, and then he. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had to recreate the, the back. You didn't have to like kill David Cronenberg where he gets killed at the no, beginning? No, no, no. <laughs> I have not seen that movie. Also, what? I have not seen Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, Jason Goes to Hell is the best one, where Jason only appears when he looks in mirrors, and at the end when they have a uh, wrestling match. Oh, in the beginning, where he gets blown up. It's like a body Great movie. Oh, because they all like trap him at the beginning. Yeah, right? like there's like a fake out at the uh, beginning where there's like a woman taking a shower. Well, I, you know what? In the next few days or on Halloween, you should mm-hmm. watch Jason Goes to Hell and Jason X. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we've got to. <laughs> um, the funny thing, the director of Jason X was Jim Isaac. Mm-hmm. Uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. He was a puppeteer on Gremlins. He worked on the movie theater scene. Okay, yeah. 
And then he was a puppeteer on Existence. It was that little kind of like three-headed or two-headed lizard creature that was yeah, like, Existence. The gas yeah, there you I like go. That Better movie. than Videodrome. Right? He, was, uh, he was Cronenberg's buddy, so that's why yeah, he got Cronenberg. Yeah, he did the effects in almost everything, like Naked Lunch and yeah, like a whole so. bunch of stuff. Yeah, really, really, really nice guy. Interesting. Do not watch Skinwalkers. No, no. <laughs> did you work on that? No, I didn't. Uh, 